0: Welcome to the Member of Ram Goldai, and Renun Zekis Yavamas Kuf Tes the 13th parak Beishamai So the theups are going to focus on number 1 The Mishnah states Hamigarsheh Ishva Rezira If one divorces a woman remarries her then dies childless she is permitted to the Yavam but Rabbulaza forbids her to him Similarly, Hamagarishas and if one divorces an orphan girl, remarries her, and then dies childless, she is permitted to the Yavam. but Rebelezer forbids her to him. The Gemara seeks to understand Rebelezer's reason for ruling strictly, and after rejecting the first three explanations, it brings Ravashu said, Rebelezer's reason is, That he decreed Yubam is forbidden with these women because of the concern that they might be confused with an orphan in her father's lifetime who remarried the man who divorced her. A Yisoma B'chaya Av is a case where a father married off his daughter who was a minor. Since it's a derisim marriage, if the man subsequently divorces her, she's no longer under the domain of her father and he's not permitted to marry her off again. In that sense, she's an orphan while her father's still alive. Boaz was concerned that if we permit the adult woman or the minor girl in the first two cases to do Yibum, we might come to permit Yibum in the case where the husband remarried the minor after he divorced her and then died childless. Since that latter marriage is only at the Rabbanon, she's made the Raisa and Erba as the brother's wife from the first marriage, and Yibum would be forbidden. Point number two, Bar Kapara taught the following Brice. A person should always cleave to three things. And distance himself for three things. He should attach himself to Chalitzev, Avashom, making peace between others and annulling vows. He should distance himself from Mun, Umina Umina Mun, from accepting deposits for safekeeping and from acting as a guarantor. The Gemara explains that one should cleave to Chalitzev, for Abu Shul said that if one does Yibum, for ulterior motives, the child is considered a mamzer. One should cleave to making peace, for the Passock states, Bakishon wrote Fehu, seek peace and pursue it. And Abba Shol learned from Gezer Shabbat the Passock, wrote of Stoke of Echetz, Yimsachim Stoke of Echavod, one who pursues charity and kindness will find life Charity and honor That just as one who pursues kindness is rewarded in both worlds So too one who pursues peace is rewarded in both worlds In terms of annulling vows It was taught in carbon. One who makes a vow is considered as if he built a bama And one who fulfills his vow instead of having it annulled Is considered as if he brought an offering on it And point number three It was taught in Nabraisa Yossi says Whoever says he has no Torah Meaning that he does not learn Torah He has no reward for learning Torah, When well, they were asked that, this is obvious. It clarifies Rabbi Yossi to mean, whoever says he only has Torah but does not do mitzvahs does not even have the reward for learning Torah. Rapub explained that the Pasuk says, you shall learn them and perform them. Whoever is in the category of doing mitzvahs is in the category of learning Torah, but one who is not in the category of doing does not get the reward of learning. Another b'risa teaches that the original statement means that if one only learns, if he taught others to perform mitzvahs, he gets no reward for their performance of mitzvahs. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah states, If one divorces a woman, remarries her, then dies childless, she is permitted to the Yavim, but Rebelezer forbids her to him. Similarly, if one divorces an orphan girl, remarries her, and then dies childless, she is permitted to the Yavim, but Rebelezer forbids her to him. The Gemara seeks to understand Rebelezer's reason for ruling strictly, and after rejecting the first three explanations, it brings Ravashu said, Rebelezer's reason is that he decreed Yavim is forbidden with these women because of the concern that they might be confused with an orphan in her father's lifetime, who remarried the man who divorced her. Ayisoma B'chaya Av is a case where a father married off his daughter who was a minor. Since it's a derisim marriage if the man subsequently divorces her she's no longer under the domain of her father and he's not permitted to marry her off again. In that sense she's an orphan while her father's still alive. Boaz was concerned that if we permit the adult woman or the minor girl in the first two cases to do Yibum we might come to permit Yibum in the case where the husband remarried the minor after he divorced her and then died childless, since that latter marriage is only at the Rabbanin, she's made the an Erba as the brother's wife from the first marriage, and Yibum would be forbidden. Point number two, Bar Kapara taught the following Brisal. Um, a person should always cleave to three things. And distance himself from three things. He should attach himself to Chalitza Vavashom Chalitza, making peace between others and annulling vows. He should distance himself from Mun, Umina Pikdonos, Umina erebonos, Mun, from accepting deposits for safekeeping and from acting as a guarantor. The Gemara explains that one should cleave to Chalitza, for Abu said that if one does Yibum, for ulterior motives, the child is considered a Mamzer. One should cleave to making peace, for the Pasuk states, Bakishon wrote seek peace and pursue it. And Abba learned from Gezer Shabbat the Passock, wrote of stuck of Echetz Yimsachim stuck of Echabod, one who pursues charity and kindness will find life, charity and honor, that just as one who pursues kindness is rewarded in both worlds, so too one who pursues peace is rewarded in both worlds. In terms of unknowing vows, it was taught in Nebraisa, Hanoider ki'u Banabamba, but Makayimu kiu Hikri Baleel Karban. One who makes a vow is considered as if he built a bama, and one who fulfills his vow, instead of having it annulled, is considered as if he brought an offering on it. And point number three, it was taught in the price. Torah, Yossi Torah." Tora. Whoever says he has no Torah, meaning that he does not learn Torah, he has no reward for learning Torah. Well, then we're asked that. This is obvious. It clarifies Rabbi Yossi to mean, Ko'omer tora, tora Whoever says he only has Torah but does not do mitzvahs does not even have the reward for learning Torah. Rabab explained that the pasuk says you shall learn them and perform them. Whoever is in the category of doing mitzvahs is in the category of learning toward. But one who is not in the category of doing does not get the reward of learning. Another brisa teaches that the original statement means that if one only learns. If he taught others to perform mitzvahs, he gets no reward for their performance of mitzvahs. Alright, so now we go to our Kuv Kuvtes, and this sim was suggested to us by Yaakov Letter from Nof I Alone, from Jason Selesny from Herzliya, and by Arn Warsaw from Queens, who all suggested that Kuvtes is a Hatzala first aid kit. Hatzala first aid kit. So here goes. The Hatzala member who grabbed his first aid kit to help a Yosemite Bechaya Av, who fell while jumping rope, made peace between the two girls who were fighting over who gets the next turn, and encouraged a man who said he only learns Torah to join Hatzalah and start performing mitzvos. Once again, it's slow motion. The Hatzalah member who grabbed his first aid kit, Hatzalah, first aid kit, that must be warned off, Kuftas. The Hatzalah member who grabbed his first aid kit to help a Yisoma B'chaya Av, who felt while jumping rope, which reminds us, the Mishnah teaches, e zira, if one divorces a woman, remarries her, then dies childless, she is permitted to the but Rebolezer forbids her to him. Similarly, HaMagari says he has If one divorces an orphan girl, remarries her, and then dies childless, she is permitted to the Yavim. But Rebolezer forbids her to him. The Gemara seeks to understand Rebolezer's reason for ruling strictly after rejecting the first three explanations It brings Ravashu who said Rebolezer's reason is that that he decreed yibum is forbidden with these women because of the concern that they might be confused with an orphan in her father's lifetime who remarried the man who divorced her? we were concerned that if we permit the adult woman or the minor girl in the first two cases to do Yibum, we might come to permit Yibum in the case where the husband remarried the minor after he divorced her and then died childless. Since that latter marriage is only the rebutton, she is Midrisa and erva as a brother's wife from the first marriage, and Yibum would be forbidden. So the Hatzalah member who grabbed his first aid kit to help a Yislamah Bachaya of who felt while jumping rope, made peace between the two girls who were fighting over who gets the next turn, which reminds us Bar Kapar taught the following Braissa. A person should always cleave to three things, Mizrachat and distance himself from three things. He should attach himself to chalitza Bahavas shalom Bahafarz Nadharim, Chalitza, making peace between others and annulling vows. He should distance himself from Mun, Omina Bigtonos, Omina Ervonos, Mun from exacting deposits for safekeeping, and from acting as a guarantor. So the Hatsala member who grabbed his first a kit to help a and Bekhaya of, who fell while jumping rope, made peace between the two girls who were fighting over who gets the next turn, and encouraged a man who said he owing one's Torah to join Hatzala and start performing mitzvahs. Which reminds us, it was taught in the Brest, torah eno says, enlo tora, enlo tora. whoever says he has no Torah, meaning that he does not learn Torah, he has no reward for learning Torah. Well, when they were asked that this is obvious, it clarifies Brest to mean, Kol omer ela tora, afil tora whoever says he only has Torah, but does not do mitzvahs, does not even have the reward for learning Torah. Another Brest teaches that the original statement means that if one only learns, if he taught others to perform mitzvahs, he gets no reward for their performance of mitzvahs. So once again, the Hatzalah member who grabbed his first aid kit to help a Yasoma B'chaya of, who fell while jumping rope, made peace between the two girls who were fighting over who gets the next turn, and encouraged a man who said he learns Torah to join Hatzalah and start performing mitzvahs. All right, so now it's time for a 4-Balabah hazara. Daf Kuf he, so the Simar Daf Kuf he is a Russian hacker. So here goes. The Russian hacker, Russian hacker. That must be more duff. Coupé the Russian hacker who came from a family whose members died young, gave a hacking class on learning and chesed, which reminds us Rabba said that the synod Base Eli cannot be atoned for by carbon or Mincha of a who Torah, but it can't be atoned for with Torah learning. Abai said it can be atoned for with acts of chesed. Rabba and Abai were both descendants from the house of Ely. Rabba who engaged in Torah learning, lived 40 years. Abai, who engaged in both Torah and chesed, lived for 60 years. Abraith said that the was informed that there was a family in Yisholam whose members would die when they reached the age of 18. He. Said, suspected they were from the base alien, told them go and engage in Torah and live, which they did. So the Russian hacker who came from a family, whose members died young, gave a hacking class on learning and chesed. And when he discovered a diagram of a person praying looking down, while well, his words floated up, which reminds us there was a malchokas based on psukim, whether one should dub them with their eyes downward toward Eretz Israel or upwards toward Shemaim. When Bishmel Berbiosi heard what was being discussed, he said, that his father Yossi had said, one of dovens needs to direct his eyes downward and his heart upward so that one can fulfill both psukim. The marshal explains that Yossi held that most of the Shekhinah left Eretz Israel after the khurban Therefore, one's thoughts should be directed towards Shemaim. But since some of the Shekhinah remains in Eretz Israel, his eyes should be directed downwards towards it. So the Russian hacker who came from a family whose members died young gave a hacking class on learning and chesed. And when he discovered a diagram of a person praying, looking down while his words floated up, a heavy-set rabbi slowly walked to the front of the class. Which reminds us, the Gemara relates to the exchange between Abdan and Rabbi Shmuel, and rabbi Yossi, When Rabbi Shmuel, who was heavy-set, entered Rabbi Shir, and it appeared as if he was stepping over the heads of others who were already seated. Later, Rabbi Shmuel clarified to Rabbi that his father, Rabbi Yossi, Ruled based on the word ish in the pasuk that the yavam must be an adult. of isha ben ben but a woman can be an adult or a minor to perform chalitza. Daf kufvav. So the daf kufvav is a tightrope walker walking a fine line. So here goes the tightrope walker, tightrope walker. That must mean our daf kufvav walking a fine line. The tightrope walker who walked across the tightrope to get the money he was promised for doing chalitza, which reminds us, it was taught in breitza, a breitza, chalitza mutes a mistaken chalitza is valid. And Rabbi Yochan explains, this is wherever they tell the Yavam, perform chalitza with her on condition that she'll give you masaim Zuz. while she clarifies that making an act contingent on a condition is learned from the Tanayi B'nai Reuven. Since that act was made possible through a shaliach, referring to Yeshua, so to the act must be possible to carry out through a shaliach. Since chalitz cannot be performed through a shalich, it cannot be made conditional based on a tanai. Therefore, the chalitz is valid even though the Yavama did not fulfill the tanai. So the tightrope walker who walked across the tightrope to get the money he was promised for doing chalitzah was dismayed when all he found was a chalitzah document with the entire parsha on it. Which reminds us, the Qumor discusses how the psukim are written in the chalitzah document given to the chalitzah. Abai holds that since the parchment was not scored, only the beginning of each puzzle could be written on it. Rashi explains that a parchment that's not scored cannot have four consecutive words written on it, since one may only write psukim as part of an entire Sefer Torah. Marzuch would score lines in the Parsha and write the entire Parsha of a Chalitza on it. In the case of a Chalitza document, the kavana is merely for a Sipr to relate the Chalitza procedure, and it has no kadusha, and since it's written for the Mitzvah, it's permitted to write the whole Parsha. So the tightrope walker who walked across the tightrope to get the money he was promised for doing Chalitza was dismayed when all he found was a Chalitza document with the entire Parsha on it and then almost fell off when the Yavama unstilled spit towards her short Yavam, and the wind carried the spittle his way. Which reminds Zabai said, If the Yavama spat and the wind carried the spit away, before it reached the Yavam, she has not accomplished anything. This is because we require the fulfillment of the Pasuk, but Yarka and she shall spit before him, which implies that the spit must come before the Yavam. Therefore, if he is tall and she is short, and the wind carries away the spit, Eka B'Fanav, there is the fulfillment of spitting before him. But if she is tall and he is short and the wind carries away the spit, we require that the spit will first reach level with his face and then go away with the wind. Daf Kufzain. So the symbol Daf Kufzain is couscous. So here goes. The waiter serving couscous after a chup was shocked when the kal katana did miun while throwing couscous at rochasim. Which reminds us, the opening mission of the thirteenth parrot brings four machlokasim between beisham regarding regarding miun. Beishamai say, el we may only arrange miun for arusos." But beisilah say, "Arusos min nesuos, may be arranged for arusos and nesuos." but Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, the beishamai's reason is, ain't tanai because no tanai is binding with a nesuim involving an adult woman. If a minor who is fully married is permitted to perform miun, people will come." to think, Yish Tanai that a tenai is still binding with regard to marriage of an adult woman, since it looks as if the minor's marriage is being annulled because of some tenai that was not fulfilled. But still are not concerned, for they say, people know that the marriage of a minor girl is only through a bun and that it's annulled through a Three more interpretations are brought for this Mahogos. So the waiter serving couscous after a was shocked when the kala katana did mune while throwing couscous at her chosum. And unlike a get, she actively said, enubach, which reminds us, Rav said, leze, if a Yabama did mune to one brother, she's prohibited to the other brother. This is comparable to when a yavama received a get from one brother, she becomes prohibited to all the brothers. But Shmuel said, leze, if a Yabama did mune with one brother, she's permitted to the other brother. This is not similar to a yavama who receives a get, for in that case, case it's the Yavam who's giving the get whereas here in regard to Mi'un it's the minor who's doing the action and saying I do not want you and I do not desire you. This implies that she's saying I do not want you but I do want your brother. Avasi said that if she did Mi'un to the Yavam she is still permitted to him. So the waiter serving couscous after a was shocked when the kala katana did Mi'un throwing couscous at her chosun and unlike a get she actively said making her khasen, the camel driver so mad that he needed to be tied with two knots. Which reminds us, even though Beishan hold that Mun must be done before the husband, the rebuttal permitted Pishon, the camel driver's wife, to do Mun not in his presence because he behaved improperly and destroyed her nickname When the Mara asked how she could perform Mun, since the husband only has rights in the nickname after Nesua, and Beishanli does not permit a Nesua to do Meun, the Gemara answers trade Kitri Abdube They nodded him with two knots, meaning they granted a double dispensation to his wife and also had her do Meun even though she was a Nesua. Daf Kuvches. So the symbol Daf Kuvches is a pickpocket. So here goes. The Katana married to a pickpocket. Pickpocket? That must mean Daf Kuvches. The Katana married to a pickpocket who just sent Mewen in front of the storekeeper, where her husband sent her to steal some cash, which reminds us, it was taught in a price of Esul Mewen. What is considered miun? Amri Efsheh B'Poni Bali. She said, I do not want pony my husband. Or Efsheh She Shikidshuni Imi V'Achai. I do not want the Kadushin that my mother or my brothers arranged for me. Rabuda said, it's even miun if she said to the storekeeper that her husband had sent her to in order to bring an item. There's no greater mien than this Rush explains that it is valid Even though it was only said to a storekeeper And one might have thought that she is just complaining That her husband sent her so, the katana married to a pickpocket who just sent Miyun in front of the storekeeper, where her husband sent her to steal some cash, was shocked when her friend ran in, begging the storekeeper to be Mekadoshir as a form of Miyun, which reminds us, it was taught in a Brisa, katana shol Miyana if a katana who did not do Miyun arose and remarried, they said in the name of Yudabem that Nisuela and Henry. were, her marriage is her mune. When the gmor asked whether her accepting kaddution from another man would be regarded as a form of immune. it brings a price right where it was said in the name of members that Kiddusha Hen Hen Meonel, her Kadushion is her Hermune. So the Katana married to a pickpocket who just sent Mune in front of the storekeeper, her husband sent her to steal some cash, was shocked when her friend ran in begging the storekeeper to be the cadusher as a form of mune, and he refused because he knew that immune after a get would uproot her earlier marriage and that she be allowed to go back to her husband, which reminds us. The Gmore brings the call. In a case where a get follows mien, she's forbidden to return to her first husband. In a case where mien follows a get, she is permitted to return to him. Alright, so that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu wishing a great day and great learning.